I'm trying to bring the energy to you. I really am. But with everything going on in the world, it is draining me, I have to admit. Um, but today we have a special guest, my friend, my very, very, very dear friend, um, Dawn Ajay is with us. Is that how I pronounce it, Dawn? Yes, Dawn Ajay. Hello, everyone. I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. Um, so I invited Dawn on the show for multiple reasons. One, because I'm a fan. Two, because she's my friend for forever. But also, um, Dawn is a psychotherapist. And when I thought about relationships and I thought about the things that are going on in the world today, um, I thought it would be a good opportunity to have Dawn come in and kind of like talk to us on what we need to be doing right now to kind of get through these times and life and things like that. And then touch on the red flags in relationships because who's better to get that information from than a therapist, right? So Dawn, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Dawn Ajay Jackson, but I go by Dawn Ajay. Um, I am a licensed psychotherapist um, and a, a spiritual life coach and a life coach. And so I dedicate a lot of time learning tools and you know studying human behavior um, with a specific focus on you know on um, African American relations, like urban relations. I don't want to limit it to African American, but just sort of like you know. Um, Urban relations, I'll just say. Wow, oh, um, that's interesting. On top, I mean, you know, yeah, you know that we have a background, Karen. I, well, you have we have a background in um, arts and you know in film, and so that's always been a part of my passion. But I just have a passion for for for, for people healing, people healing people, and healing people like through the arts, you know, through therapy, through whatever channel I can use. So I'm so excited to be on the show. Thank you. Thank being here too, I'm psyched to have you. Um, so then I, I'm gonna just jump right into it. Uh, mm -hmm. What made you decide like this is what you wanted to do? You know, it's funny because I think about that a lot, and, it, and it's not about what I wanted to do. It's sort of like who I was and who I am. Um, I remember like being, uh, I think I was about ten years old on the Today Show, doing uh, covering the Democratic um, National Convention, and I was there as a as a producer for film. And Brian Gumble says. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, a psych, you know, psychiatrist, which was odd because I'm supposed to be there like as a producer. Right. So I, I just, it was just something inside of me that just knew that people needed healing and that maybe that was something that I, you know, that I could offer. It's a gift and a curse because it, it takes away at the same time, but I love it. What does it take away? I don't know. I knew you were going to ask me that. I said, ooh, I said that. <laughs> what, what, it takes away. I thank you. Now it's my therapy. No, I mean, it, you know, it, it takes a little bit. It takes energy. It takes time and energy. You know, I'm a mother of three. I have three beautiful girls. Um, you know, I, I, um, and so it takes a lot of time like, investing in, in another person's well-being because yeah. I take it so serious. So, yeah. you know, I so know I guess that's I what I can say. Like if I, you know, I, I didn't choose this life. I didn't choose this life. It chose you. It chose me. I, didn't choose I don't know if I could do it. I'm such an empath. That like when I see things on TV, they make me sad today with everything going on right now and with in race relations in the country. Like it makes me sad. And so I always wonder, like, could I do something? Could I have, could I work a job like that? Because I would be sad, like seeing people suffer or know somebody's hurting and, you know, whether I could do anything or not, I would just take that on, you know, and that's a heavy weight to take on sometimes. It's definitely a challenge. You know, I think that, yeah, as an empath, that's a, you know, you probably could, would be a good therapist because it takes that in order to relate and feel what another person is going through. But I think with time you learn how to compartmentalize and that's what I'm working on. And I think, you know, because 
because I'm fairly young, I like to say. No, but <laughs> you know that we are, I, we are. But I can I can grow that. You are, right? Thank you. You know, you know we're young is. <laughs> we young is. But it's important mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm definitely past. You know, but that's part of you know, that's part of the guilt to be able to to feel the hurt the person's feeling so that you can go there with them because sometimes that's necessary to pull them out. So I want to talk about I what you just you said as far as <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I want to talk about what you just said as far as like being a psychotherapist, <laughs> particularly in urban areas, because you know, we have all this stuff going on in the country right now from corona to race relations, and we've always had the stereotypes right. of um therapy in African American and Hispanic community not being something that people wanted to do. So, like, how do you encourage people to be more proactive? With their mental wellness and their mental well, we have to understand. Well, I feel like from the top level, like a psychotherapist, like I mean, because honestly, it's a very European concept. You know, go to somewhere and sit down and, and tell your, your business somewhere you don't even know. You know, like mm -hmm. we, you know, we have therapy with our families because community is so important to us. You know, mm -hmm. we commune with our, you know, with our families, and we have therapy with our friends, and we we put in our music, and you know, we're very expressive people in that way. So. It's not something that's very that's you know like common to us. So I feel like as a therapist, like in my practice, I use all those things. You know, like I use music. I use you know like you know um, uh, you know vernacular. It's not like okay, so tell me how you feel. Like let's you know let's talk. Let's. I think you know I think it's just speaking the same language as the people that you're that you're treating and understanding the benefit of of telling your story. Because what I'm also noting noticing is that like a lot of us you know, although we know how to like, you know, we have community, we have trauma, there's trauma that goes unspoken. Like we have this sort of unspoken, like, you know, we're strong because we are, we are strong people, you know? Um, but um, it doesn't take away from the impact of the trauma. And when you top it off on, you know, with, with economic stuff, I think it just takes it to another level because you're dealing with trauma, then you're dealing with sort of like socioeconomic things you know, with um, class and, and, you know, poverty and it's, you know, it's a lot. And then you have the whole father, fatherlessness syndrome, which impacts a lot of our, our men. So, I mean, it's a lot, but I think to answer your question, we just have to be able to, to be relatable and to understand that we're not offering, you know, the, the concept of therapy is very European and it's going to be foreign. I think we, like as, therapists, there need to be more therapists that are able to, to meet us where we are, you know, right. so that we can feel you know, the benefit of, of telling our story right. in whatever way. To people that would understand. Okay. To people what? To people that would understand, that could could make yeah. a connection to the story that you're telling because they, they've been in that community or in those situations or in those urban areas. So, you know what I mean? So it doesn't feel like someone's talking at you, but they're actually talking to you. And listening, I think that's yeah, really important. But but the reality is, Karen, you know, we're not always gonna be from. I'm not always gonna be from the same environment that you're right. or, or or experience the same exact trauma that you experience because we're all individual. I think right. it's about being able to meet a person where you are. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just to be able. To, okay. Like, let me see where you are. Like, you know, what works for you? Like, okay. Maybe, like I said, yeah, the concept of therapy is, but what, you know, what do you need? Maybe you need to listen. Maybe you need to draw. Maybe you need to sing a song. You know, music is big for us as well. So I use a lot of music therapy. Sometimes, like, you know, for you know, listening to a um, Gladys Knight on the midnight train to Georgia. Right. Uh, can lift your depression. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. seconds. And then we can yeah. you know, open you up. You know, take right. you to a place that you're able, because it's, you know, it's all about being able to, like, change your, like, your, your thinking. To, to, to give your mind another way, you know, a way out. And, and you know, so. That, that's very yeah. interesting. With that said, um, how does one deal with that now with all these things that are going on and different forms of information coming into you? And like you said, we're looking at so many different things happening around us right now in life. We're all on lockdown, we can't go outside, we can't be with our loved ones. Like how do people, how, how would you suggest some ways that people can can deal with that for their mental well-being? 
Well, I mean, there are very basic things you can do. Like I feel like, you know, keeping a routine is really important. You know, like waking up at the same time, even though it seems like, you know, there's, you know, it's not fun, you know, but it's good for your mental health to wake up at the same time, get some exercise in. Um, if, you know, if you're working, get your work on, but if not, then read, um, you know, write out goals, like plan for your life. Um, you know, just use the time to, to better yourself and know that this is going to pass. Like this too shall pass. Let's not focus on the fact that, you know, that it's, it, there's supposedly another round is coming in or all the things that the, the, the fear that the media is trying to, to feed us because that creates anxiety. When you're thinking in the future, you're, you're, that, that's anxiety. And then, you know, this whole anxiety thing going on with people because it's like, oh my God, um, what's going to happen? But, if, you know, the truth is all we have is, is um, the now. And I, you know, I use that a lot too. Like we have to focus on the now. What can I do in this moment? And if it's sleep, then maybe it's sleep. But, you know, um, what, you know, what can I do at this time, you know, to better myself? The sad thing is that, yeah, there are a lot of people who are not employed and have to worry about trying to figure out a way to put food on the table. And that's, you know, something that I wish that I had more, you know, like more control over because that's, you know, that's governmental, that's, that's systematic. Um, I think in those places, that's when, you know, you, ha you really go to your place of faith. Right. Because faith is also really important and, you know, in our relation, so. So that's yeah. gonna be my next question. It's a good way we segue into that. So some people, and I, we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, some people, um, when they're feeling anxiety or when they're feeling confusion or when they're like feeling depressed or whatever the case may be, do have a faith and they turn to their faith. Yeah. But what happens to those people right. that don't? Right. Well, you know, faith is an interesting thing because it's like has so many different connotations. People hear faith and it's like, oh, you know, faith, church, God. But, you know, faith is that inner knowing that place. Everyone, I believe, has this place inside of them of, of truth, of hope. Like, you know, that. It, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like God given and we're given to it at birth. And I think right. that um, tapping into that is, is that, you know, that, that mustard seed like, of faith. Like we all have it. And, um, you know, many of us spend the majority of our lives running from it, you know, running from that truth, running from what we know um, and coming to that. There's just, you know, I feel like that's sort of like what our soul's journey is. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, so what about those that don't have it? You don't, I don't believe that the people don't have it. I just think what, what, those who don't want to access it, maybe you're not, you know, willing to, to go to those, to go to that dark place. Or maybe they don't know how to access it. Yeah. You know, because yeah, well, I say that a lot of people mm -hmm. aren't taught that that exists in themselves. They aren't taught to align themselves or to think deeply to themselves or look within. It's not something that we're taught in school, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people who are adults that haven't even, I don't know what words, to align themselves or kind of be honest with themselves about who they are and what they think and how they feel. They haven't embraced that. And so a lot of those behaviors that they act out sometimes are because they haven't kind of synchronized everything in themselves that they need to, because no one ever told them that. No one ever told them how to do that or that existed. It was always like, you know, you know, like when you're growing up, your mom goes to church, you just go to church. I figured I'd find it there. Okay. And then I get older and I kind of try to navigate the water by myself, you know, right, but right. a lot of people don't kind of figure those things out or even have a conversation like this until they get to another place in life where they're, you know, older or something happened to them or they've been through a scenario or whatever the case may be where they now have to come to that, you right. know, but, and that's sad because we, we, we need to teach that. We need to teach that you, it, within you, there's already something within you, right. And you have to grow it and you have to feed it and you have to learn it, but it's a part of who you are, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. And you have to work with that, but we're, we're not taught that, you know, we're not, you know, if someone would have said that to me at 19 years old, I'd have been like, okay, this is weird. You know, yeah, but we true. need to start teaching that and we need to start embracing that so more people can be 
you know, align with their true identity and their true selves and their true, you know, good or bad and kind of figure who they are out are instead of, and that's, and that goes into like the whole social thing, right? Because now I'm trying to appease other people mm-hmm. and what I see in the media, things like that, instead right. of just being right. honest right. and true to myself. And it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, it, it could just be also like, you know, where we are in life. Like, you're right. Because I don't know if I was quite where I am, you know, 10 years ago at 30 in the situation right. I was in. You know what I mean? Right. I agree. I agree. We have to have more of these conversations, you know? like Yeah, yeah. we definitely do. Yeah. And I really think also not just have them, but also have them with kids at a young age too, you know, and letting mm-hmm. our kids know that like, you know, well, what is your tummy telling you? Is are you scared? Are you nervous? Right. Why are you yeah. scared? Why right. are you nervous? Right. Forcing them into doing things, and we're like, no, nah, right. don't be scared. It's okay. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Really suck it them. up. Yeah, you ain't scared. Yeah, yeah suck it up. Why are you crying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you crying? You know, instead of mm-hmm. and allow them to be whole. Right. Right. For whatever reason that is, if someone tells you they're afraid of something or they don't want to try this or they don't want to eat that or and letting them kind of come to their figuring that out on their own instead of kind of forcing them, you know, in the boxes that we want to put them in. So I actually think that those um, conversations need to happen, you know, as people are younger versus now we're talking about it as we're older. You know what I mean? It's easier for an older person to say kind of figure that out. But when they're young and there's so many influences from outside, it's really important that we're kind of like right. quieting enough to let our kids kind of figure out who they are too. And not necessarily who I we agree. want them to be. So that's real deep. That since we got the psychotherapist with us, um, I was gonna go into the second half, particularly on relationships. Okay, John. Okay. And we okay. this is, now I got to pick your brain. Okay. We got over the technical stuff. Now I got to pick your brain. (laughs) Okay. So let's do it. You know, the whole world knows now that I don't particularly date, right? At all. Yeah. We're not going to get into my therapy session. No, no, no. Um, But I want to know, like, I want to know when you're, when you're dating, and you're looking at like those things, first of all, when you're deciding who to date, from a psychotherapist point of view, what are some of the things that people should be looking at that they probably wouldn't look at if someone didn't bring them up? Like psychotherapy wise, like therapy wise, people wise, like what are some of the things you should be oh, looking, number looking one. at? Number one, just be whole, just be whole and be ready. You know, like the number one mistake that we make as women is we're not ready. We're not whole. We're not healed. So we go into relationships and we're broken and we want to be fixed. And it doesn't work like that because, you know, you know, men are like people too. You know, they have issues and um, and they have stuff that they got to work on too. Too much to go in and think a man's going to fix you and heal you. It's not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. You got to be whole. So that's number one. Before you get there, before you tell us the next well, thing, how does one become okay. whole? Because I do think there's a lot of my listeners and a lot of women who are walking around. This is the part where Karen gets up really crazy now. There's a lot of people walking around right now talking about, but I'm whole, girl. I don't know what you're talking about. I broke up with that dude a week ago, or I broke up with her a week ago. She right. Right. Like, how does one know that they're whole? What are your beliefs? So ask yourself, okay. What do I believe about myself and relationships really, really, truly? Like just do an experiment with yourself and write down maybe 10 things you believe. And, um, you know, you'll see like, you know, do you feel like you're, that you that you feel like you're, you're lovable? Like, do you feel like, um, you know, that you, you, that someone can love you for you? Um, you know, what's the purpose of wanting to be in a relationship? I love, so Eartha Kitt has this wonderful quote and, um, she says, I fall in love with myself and I want someone to share it with me. You know, I want someone to share me with me. Like, you know, I feel like we have to be so in love with ourselves that we can, that, you know, that we just want someone to come join the ride. You know what I mean? Not where like, oh, love me, love me and I'll feel whole. Um, And that just comes with like, yeah, really learning, like coming coming face to face with things about yourself that you don't like and don't love and, you know, and and knowing whether, okay, am I going to change this or am I going to accept it? Um, I personally think that you first have to accept it before you change it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but that's just my personal thing. 
but I think that it's it's um you know it's important. But don't become so in love with yourself that you're not able to let another person in. And that's a, that's something that we sort of get that's into. That's my too. problem. <laughs> right, right. Because you, you become so protective of this, you know, of this self-love and this space that you created. Um, you know, it's peaceful here. Yeah, but there's a yearning, right? There's a yearning for that partner because we're. I feel like you know we're sort of meant to be with you know partner. I don't know. That's my personal I mean, thing. Yes, I, I I don't think that's a personal thing. I think like DNA wise, back to you know Adam and Eve, the first humans. Yeah, I think men and women are supposed to be together. But I also think that or or um, women, women or, or women and women, women or men and men. I think two whoever, people, yeah, or can can definitely. I think two energies together are definitely supposed to bounce off of each other. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that there's a lot of people who are walking around thinking that they're whole or thinking that they're well or thinking that they're healthy and trying to be in relationships with people when they're not. And because they haven't realized like what a, a healthy person is. And I don't mean healthy in the physical sense. I'm talking about emotionally healthy and ready, ready to and prepared to love someone. They and know, also, Karen, honey, they know. You know when you're not healthy, but you know when you lie to yourself. You think so? You know, you know when know you when mean. I'm not ready, but I don't necessarily think that every other people out there know that. I think there's people jumping from relationship to relationship and not really realizing that you're taking well, the baggage. Well, if, if you need new hair to feel good about yourself, then yeah, honey, you got more work to do. Or a new outfit or a new purse. Or oh you, my God, or you, you should have told me that when I shaved my head 10 years ago. I shaved my, girl, I shaved my head. I was like, only a man make a woman do some shit like this. Uh oh. Well, um, okay. We can talk yeah. about that off air. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I personally think that shaving your hair is very liberating as a woman, but yeah, I mean, but depend on the circumstances in which you do that. But yeah, that's a yeah, probably a reflection exactly. of what you're feeling sometimes. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay. I that's think. awesome, though. Did you really? Okay. Anyway, I did. I, I I did. I shaved. I went. I, I I shaved all my hair off one time. I mean, not Britney Spears bald, but it was. You know, it was. It was. It was. You didn't need to comb it. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was the Halle Berry, Tony Braxton gone. Oh, like that. Wow. Gone. Okay. Yeah. I will never do that again. I will never really? do it. Again. But yeah, no. I was like that, that hair up was on my head for thirty years. Listen, that's you know, it's just different people different deal with different trauma. Right. <laughs> different <ways>. right. <laughs> you right. know, um, it's quite interesting. So for men, right? Because men and women are different. Let's talk about that too. Men and women are different. How does how do you think women deal with certain traumas in preparing for relationships versus how men deal with certain trauma preparing for a relationship? Wow, 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 wow. Okay, I wasn't, I don't see what we think. Let me tap into the, what I think men should deal with. Is it the same? Um, like, do you see the same things or different? You know, it's the same, but it's a different way, you know, because men process their emotions so differently. You know, um, men tend to, to like stuff their emotions. You know, they don't, they, they don't like to deal with all the like, you know, the soft emotions, the, the pain and the, so they, they tend to distract. Um, I think that men, the same, it's the same thing. You gotta you just gotta be honest with yourself. What are you looking for? If you same thing, if you need a new shirt or a new fitted to go out and feel good, you know, then you're then kind of you got some work to do. Like you gotta be whole, men and women together. We gotta be whole so we can come together and be two and be more powerful, you know. But when there's all that like you know that insecurity and when that and stuff from the past, then there's the fighting, there's the arguing, there's the jealousy, there's all the stuff you know and it's just it's not a good situation yeah that's scary this is instagram the social media thing is tough too i you know oh, you gotta be secure secure that's why you gotta be whole but people need to just start being honest too right like what's what's up with all this lying i mean i think it's right? easier for each other I think it's just easier. People just feel like I'll lie because it's easier and I don't want to deal with the assumptions or I don't want to deal with you know, the, or they just assume like, okay, well, she's going to be mad or he's going to be mad if they know about this. So I'll just take that out and not say that. Yeah. But honey, it's just, it's just so, it's just, people don't realize it's just all part of it. When you lie to someone else, you're lying to yourself. Um, This pimp, I don't even know what his name is, but this pimp one time said, if you got to lie to somebody, then they're your boss. Like you, you know, I ain't, he said, I ain't lying to nobody because ain't nobody my boss. You got to lie to someone. That's a good one. 
I like that, right? I was like, okay, that's that's a good one. I'm gonna use that. I'm definitely how much power does that person have over your life like dude like you know i don't that's know we have we have to stop yeah. lying to ourselves that's the hardest part yeah i think i think people struggle with that too because like i said they want to kind of fit into things or they want what they want or what they think they want or what they think they need so they convince themselves yeah but, you know? yeah, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. Where'd that come from? Just the media, right? And that whole idea of likes. I think Instagram has a lot to do with that. Those likes, because you know that the likes are linked to, um, they did a study and like, so the amount of likes that you've got, like somehow increased your endorphins. So yeah, yeah I was like, wow, okay. So Yeah, but yeah. that's unhealthy too. So now I'm on here, you know, <laughs> half naked pics. Because I need to get more likes so I could feel validated. Instagram right now, Dawn. The other day I was watching them pour milk all over themselves. On wow. Instagram. They for a button. No, wow. they wasn't getting paid. They was just doing oh. it. Like <laughs> if you was getting paid, really? I'd be like, wow. okay, just making some money. No, they're not wow. getting paid. They just took a whole gallon of milk. <laughs> it was 59 a gallon. And we just wow. gonna pour this on so we can have a bunch of men sit around and look at us and and i was just like wow wow wow, wow. that's all i could yeah. say wow yeah. all i kept thinking was the gallon of milk like damn like you wasting a gallon of milk um wow yeah. you know i'm thinking about girl i'm thinking about you gotta take a shower after all that it's all sticky on you like but i'm also thinking about the know. men like you know i think about this all the time i'm like the men you, that like this same thing that and I don't know if women get it, but this show is a lot about relationships. Those are the guys like to look at it, but those are not the women that they're going to marry and have children with. You know, and I don't exactly. think a lot, no, a lot no, of women understand all. that. It's like, I'm going to do. Vibrations is the official sponsor of the Say It Loud Ho Bag. Yes, they are. If you didn't know, Sweet Vibrations is an adult boutique that delivers innovative lifestyle products and embraces the taboo of sexual wellness instead of hiding it. Simply put, they inspire each and every one of us to embark on our own sexual wellness journey. Whether it's a girl's best friend, a little pixie, the perfect match, or tulips, there's something for everyone. And you deserve something sweet. So visit their website at www.sweetvibe.toys. Use our Say It Loud discount code, L-O-U-D, loud, for discounts. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Sweet Vibrations. I mean, ladies, we all deserve a good vibe. All right, so we are back with Dawn Ajay, um, and where she is a psychotherapist who is sharing all the know with us, particularly about everything in life. But I really wanted to pick her brain on relationships, dating, and red flags from the perspective of a psychotherapist because I figure, like, who's the best person to tell me what to look for as far as red flags um, are concerned? So, Dawn, before we get into red, red flags. flags I know we got to do that, but let's talk about when we, when we left for the break, we were talking about um, a man um, pursuing a woman, right? And that men are hunters and that they right. go out and hunt for what they want. So are you, how do you feel or how do men feel? I don't know, maybe in your experience, you know, when a woman approaches them, like, is that a good tactic or not such a good tactic? I don't know. I'm old school. I don't think so, Karen. And I don't. Your listeners might not like that, you know. But I guess it's your personal, you know, like your style. But I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that that's men are, you know, you know. There's that whole age old rule. Like you want to, you want a man's attention. You kind of got to ignore him, you know. Yeah, that's kind of like how it goes, right? Is that that new no contact so what rule? What you're telling me is I shouldn't anyway. shoot my shot. I okay. think if you want, you know, you can like a pic, you can like, you know, you, you know, you can be like, you know, you can send a wave, you can send a wave, but you don't be like, hey, yo, baby, baby, you know, like, or, or do not send a naked pic, do not, because he will love it and he will, he will, and he will give you the attention that you wanted in that pic, but that's where it will end. I promise you. He may do it again and again and again, but that's where that connection will end. You know, it's not going to be that, oh, he, he's going to, he's not going to wife you, honey. Sorry. 
Right. It's not so you work feel like, like that. that doesn't create a deeper relationship. It's just more of a lustful thing versus being a, an actual healthy getting to know right. you situation. Right. It's not going to be walking down the aisle. I don't know. I mean, maybe 10%, 15%, you get lucky. But, um, you know, I don't know. All right. So, Dawn, let's get back to the red flag. So we stopped at number one, which was being whole. Let's let's hear the rest of the red flags. What are some things that you're like, if you see this, Karen, talk to me because, I, you know, I, it's for everybody. And we want to talk to the men, too, because I do have Karen. Men. So what are some of the red flags? And okay, I all right, let's talk to me for women. It could be for men. Too, the person has got to be single. Please make sure the person is single. But what they if they lie? Be single. I'm sorry. What if they lie? Hmm. I'm How, well, it depends on if, if they lie. If they lie, should they just be like, "Oh, I'm not with nobody." I guess you have no choice. But if they say, "Oh, I got a, I got a baby mama." I got an ex-ex, or I got a cousin, or I got somebody that lives with me. I mean, you know, we we kind of like, you kind of know, you know, you kind of get right. the, you know, you get the kind of thing about nothing. When you don't answer anyway, my phone call, something's going on. What happened? I said, when they don't answer your phone call, something's going on. Well, I was going to get there, but I'm just okay. saying, that's what right. So make sure they're single, you know, because that's not good. You don't want to get with someone because you fall and then they have someone else and then it's like a big deal and then you're stuck and then you're like, oh, and then you then you go through the whole cycle of them telling me they're going to leave the person and they love you and you start believing that shit. No, sorry. Um, Yeah, if they're not emotionally available, if you call and they don't call, return your call, they don't text, if they one line and they acting shady, no. Uh-uh. Because again, like I said, you know, if the person wants you, they're going to come after you. How um, do I know if someone's emotionally available or not? Because they'll let you know how they feel. Someone who's emotionally available is going to let you know, this is what I want from you. Write this that down, how, guys. <laughs> this is how I feel. This is what I want. And, and that's it. So that's how you know. Okay. What's next? I think we need to stop. And you know what? I tell myself this with everything in life. I think we need to just stop forcing things. Like, do not, we have to stop forcing relationships, stop forcing situations that are not, you know, they're just, they're just they're not flowing easy. Like, I feel like, you know, if we could all sort of get into flow and just because, and because if you think about your life, you know, when things sort of worked out the way they were supposed to work out, it was flow. It was just like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. things, you know, this is, so we forced it, and I think that's when we sort of get get off track of where we're going. Like kind of like, you know, you get off the exit prematurely, you know, um, just because I don't know, you got to use the bathroom or you get bored of the scenery. Like, you know, you got to go to, you know, get to your destination. So, yeah. Yeah. I say that on the show all the time. I think people force relationships because they just feel like, okay, I have to do this. And you, and you don't. It, just because you like someone and you guys are cool doesn't mean that's your forever soulmate person. You know, oh, so I you know, think worse than that, Karen, they don't want you. Yeah, well, they're there's a whole lot of that. Too. They're making it clear, sweetie, they don't want you like that. It's like, how many signs do you need to have to say all day? You know, like, really? And your friends know too, but they're not telling you. <laughs> right? It's true. You know what, friends, you need to be more honest with your friends. Say, he just don't want you, girl. Like, seriously, it doesn't, you know, when a man wants you, sweetie, you know. And that's one thing that, you know, that I do know. It's okay. okay. And it means, and, and because if a man doesn't want you, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You know, people like what they like. Right. I mean, so right. We have like that funny looking dude where we like, why do I even like this dude? Like, it's weird. We have this thing that just makes us attracted right. and wanting what we right. want. Like, I don't it's just think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's no. anything wrong with that at all. You know, but, but if there's something wrong when you like, you want the guy to like you the way you like them. You're like, why would you not want me? And then when the guy doesn't want you, you're like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. My ass is too small. It's too fat. No, it has nothing to do with that. It just is what it is. And you know, you're still a wonderful person. And and there's someone else is gonna think that you're the world. And it's okay. Right. But I think that we need to think that we're the world. And even on the days like where you're busted, like you still gotta look at yourself and be like, damn, like I love you. And like, you find right. something about yourself that you love. Shit. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. for sure. All right, so Dawn, I'm I'm looking to make sure they're single. I'm looking to make sure they're whole. If a man wants me, he's gonna come get me. What else? I said, if you don't answer your calls and all that, like emotionally available, that's big, Karen. And you left that one out, so I wonder yeah. if that's I wonder if that's your blind spot. I don't know. I I mean, I don't think I have a blind spot because I don't necessarily drive. 
So, <laughs> but yes, I do think that that's important. Someone just being emotionally available. I want to know. For me, I'm always looking at like, are are they aware of that? Are people aware if they're emotionally available or not? Well, you no, know, but you, right. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's why I just think it's important to have these types of conversations. It's important to, you know, have like. There's another um, saying that love is made between the ears and not between the sheets. You know, when we're talking to each other and we're able to have these conversations, it can take our relationship to, you know, to the next level. You know, like, how do you feel right now? Like, how do you feel about what I what, what just happened? Like, what, you know, like, um, are you upset with me? Like, whatever it is, like, you know, like whatever, those conversations that we don't want to have. Do you like me? You know, do you, what don't you like? So how does dating apply to psychotherapy and wellness? Like, how do we deal with that in people that feel like they always need to be in a relationship? Well, I think it goes back to the first question. I, and the, the, you know, the sort of first thing we mentioned, like, you know, being whole and, and what do we want from that other person? A lot of us like want the other person to complete us or to validate us, to make us feel like we're good. When we have to feel like that on our own, when we have to feel like we're worthy, it's the biggest thing. Um, I'm a big fan of Marissa Peer, who has this whole movement of just saying, I am enough, like just feeling. Um, she says that she they trace like maybe 85% of any like mental condition back to this one concept of feeling I'm not enough. Like, so, um, you know, just, just saying to yourself, I'm enough, like in all of my flaws and all of my, you should have been through and this and, and whatever it is that you think, you know, is, is not lovable, you know, just feeling like you are enough on your own and then having another person. Cause what happens is if you start to look for someone to control you and you have another, another person looking um, to complete you, then you sort of get into this this place that leads to insecurity and jealousy and fighting and all that unhealthy stuff. It just breeds unhealthiness. Yeah, and I don't. I think a lot of people don't even know where that comes from. They're just like that, insecure, or maybe don't feel like enough. Or why would somebody make them feel enough? And it causes insecurities. And you know, why you know, do people know why they're like that? Oh, okay. Yeah, do I don't think that people are aware sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think they're aware of those behaviors or aware of why they feel that way. You know, I do. I really think that people don't always know why they feel that way. They just kind of be like, this is how I am. And they didn't give a deeper thought as to where that might stem from. Interesting. I don't know. Well, I, I wonder, I mean, I mean, there's, there's definitely value in going back and figuring out where your insecurity comes from. But I think it's just being aware of your behaviors and the right. consequences and the results right now, you know, there's this, um, like you can, you, you can turn on a light without knowing like how electricity works. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, like, okay, I don't feel, I feel like I need this person right now. And they, you know, you know, Karen, honey, yeah. I feel like people know, you just gotta like, ask, like, what is it? You know, there's another thing that someone else I read, um, I don't remember the book. I should be able to quote it anyway, but you know, when you fall for another person, you basically fall for the quality in you they bring out, you know? So it goes back to you. So if you're with a person and they make you feel, you know, like sexy, you dress different or you talk different, you know, you, that's still you. That's still what they bring out in you. So wow. that's dope. It goes back that's to dope. you. It goes back to that's, you. That's dope. Like you can still be funny and laugh and just figure out how to do that for yourself. But like I said, you don't be like, you know, can't you and, and get too comfortable with yourself because then, you know, but it's that's peaceful on my little <laughs> island. Yeah, but peace. Nice yeah. and sunny and a cool 82 degrees, you know, with a breeze. But it's peaceful. dry too, honey. It's dry. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is, though. It is dry. It is. It's dry. <laughs> it's rain, you know, when you get that it's rain. Dry. You be happy? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be a whole hurricane when I get some hurricane. Say it loud. So you need some right, rain so over I'm there in that piece. I know you guys yeah. are so funny. Um, so you guys, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Say It Loud. Um, don't where can they find you if they want to learn more about you and some of the stuff? Oh that you wow! Well, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm on Facebook, um, and okay. and on Twitter, Donna J, and, and Instagram, and um, my website actually is launching. It's YourSoulCoach.com, 
And I'll be offering soul coaching and and life coaching and, you know, infusing my psychotherapy. I'm working on that. Is that going to be like individual family relationships? Like how, like, how's that going to, you know? Well, I mean, initially I'm just, I'm going to start with one-on-one. I'm just getting it together because I have, I still have my, you know, I still have my, my job. Right, right, (laughs) right. But I mean, I'm just trying to like, you know, just see what kind of services I can offer and tools I can teach to people just to become closer to themselves and realize their potential and heal trauma and relationships. I am interested in doing some relationship coaching. I would actually love to do that. Um, So yeah. Yeah, Interesting. (laughs) I don't know if we have any listeners that need that. I'll definitely pass them along your way. Um, It's all about having having those conversations. Like how can you be so close to someone yet so far away? Like how can like, it's so interesting that you can share intimacy with a person, close intimacy, but you don't want to, you know, you can't, share those thoughts like let's get past that because there's power like when you can get past that relationships are everything honey yeah two yeah. is better than one yeah and you know that i definitely agree with that i think that communication is the biggest thing in a relationship i think that Great people time. need to be able to communicate and need to be able to be honest with themselves and what they need from a partner and being able to communicate that to themselves and their partner is what really going to make it work ultimately. Right. So I need to speak your love language. I need to know what that is. And if you're not communicating with each other, you can't possibly understand. Right. Right. That's my opinion when it comes to relationships and trying to make them work. Do they always work? No. Do we have to force things? Some people do, some people don't, but ideally you got to communicate. Because at the end of the day, if we're not communicating to be able to speak the same language, then how can we possibly even speak to each other? Don't speak the same at all. Seriously. So let's get it. I think think that's dope, Dawn. I'm so excited for you and and the work that you're doing. I think that it's so important to have conversations about health and wellness around, um, you know, our community and our children and us as adults conversation about that. There's not enough feedback, there's not enough resources. So I think it's really good what you're doing and 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 all the work that you're doing in our communities and for our people and for our children and the relationships. And it's amazing. Dawn, what other, are you working on any other projects right now? I know you are a producer. Are you working on any other yes. projects? Right you know, so like, so the Donnie Hathaway story, yes, I've been, I'm still plugging away at that. I'm, you know, I'm working on, um, putting up a biopic about the famous soul singer, Donny Hathaway. You know who he is, right, Karen? I think so. It sounds very familiar. He died. So, okay. So he struggled with mental illness. So, I mean, it ties in well to sort of like what my interests are. But I mean, he wrote all the good songs, girl. He wrote this Christmas, hang on the mistletoe. I'm going to get you in bed. He said, um, um, if I ever lose you, baby, you know, I, I will send you a CD. He's saying, basically, he laid the groundwork for all the R&B. He's just, so, um, and he died prematurely, um, you know, of a suicide because he struggled with, with schizophrenia. And he wrote, you know, The Ghetto. You know that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad knows okay. that. Yeah, that's I know. I guess I'm an, I'm an oldie. But so, no, I, I am working on that. And I would love to start getting back into documentary film because I feel like that ties in well to the practice too. Just, you know, being able to um, have films about, you know, our people and stuff that we experience. So, yes, I, yeah. this is my first time on the show. This is my first time doing a podcast ever. So, thank you. I would definitely like to work with you in the future. I have a couple of projects that I'm working on by myself in film, uh, yeah. although they're not documentaries, just being behind the camera and bringing visions to life and being able to, like you say, tell our stories. In are, you, are you a cinematographer? I I don't know how this came along. I don't know if people know this. I um, When I was in college a couple of years ago, I um, I saw a poster, Dawn, on the wall uh-huh. for a film festival. And I was like, and you could put a film in a film festival. And I read it and I went up to it and I took a picture and I was like, bet I'm going to put something in this film festival. And I put two pieces oh. in the film festival and I was nominated for one and one the other. And I was wow. like, oh shit, I didn't even know I could do that. And wow. I um, it's actually, um, I'm, I'm hoping to pitch it as a miniseries. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually on my website. The trailer's actually on my website. I shot it many years ago, 
Um, it's a story of a young man who, um, I, you guys know this, I'm a licensed special educator who um, struggles with, he stopped talking at a certain age. His mother is HIV positive. His brother has two strikes. His sister's trying to get through school. And it's just like a family living in the hood who's trying to navigate. But this kid is a product of his mother and her drug counselor. And he's just telling his story through art. So he sketches because he stopped talking when he was a kid. Wow, and, I love that. Yeah, so the trailer's up on my website. For those of you that have didn't know that about me or haven't seen it, go to my website. It is that. on that page to say about. And then, um, and then um, while I was in college doing that, um, someone asked me to take some pictures of their child. And I was like, okay, fine. And it just kind of went and went from there. And I just picked up a camera. And from then, you know, um, I fell in love. I, I fell in love. So, you know, right now in my life, yes, I'm an educator. Um, right. But passion wise, my goal for Sayeth Loud is not just the podcast, it's to be able to. So, say, I, I tell everybody knows this, but I don't know if it. So, Sayeth means to say in the third person, and loud is say it loud. And media is really using every vehicle of media to, to say something, right? So, photography says something, music, art you know, fashion, all of those things. And so that's what I want Say Loud to be. I want it to be a media house where people get to say stuff and I get to be a part of that and they get to navigate it and we get to put new work out and different um, projects and things like that so that people have a voice to say something. Right. Wow. I love that. Yeah, and like I said, I'm so proud of you for just like doing it. You know how hard it is just to just do it? You know what I mean? It's yeah. so hard. You just gotta yeah. Do it. And yeah, so I mean, you got to. For me, I just got to a point in my life where I was like, "There's so many um, reasons to. There's so many reasons to do it. There were more reasons to do it than to not do it, right?" right. And so right. I just was like, "Okay, let's jump." You know what I mean? And see what happens. And you know, thank God, it's been very positive, and everyone's been wonderful. And you know, uh, it's growing, and it's just it's been dope. It's been dope. And, 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 and I want my whole back. What? You want a hoe back? I want a hoe back for being on the show. I need a hoe okay. back. Okay, no. so, so I feel, I, I, and you're a what? therapist, so you should know this. I feel like every couple, <laughs> no matter what kind of couple it is, right, should have a hoe back. I really do. I feel like it's something that keeps your relationship spicy and fun and interesting. And I don't care what you put in it because everybody's different and, and they speak a different love language. But I think it's definitely something that everyone should embrace because that there's that part of your life together where you're intimate with your partner and you're sharing Ooh. that. And and all of the things that you love should go in there. It's like a grown-up Easter basket. You know what I mean? Like here's right? the things we like. But the you know kids what I love, Karen? You know what I love? I love those like couples questions. Like you could get like couples questions in that whole okay. bag. Just ask each other questions, right? Yeah, anyway. I think questions in there. Um, and that's good to start conversation and maybe oil. Uh, yeah, some oils, definitely. Like my mm -hmm. whole bag definitely has oils in it. I'm a big oil person. I just burned some sage in here too. Um, but um, so oils, I think different people have different needs. And so curating a bag um, for that person would be more personalized. But I would, I did tell my listeners if they wanted me to curate a bag, I would curate a bag for them because I feel like everybody's different and um, you can't give everybody the same thing, right? Some people right. might like the handcuffs. Some people might not like the handcuffs. Different people need different things. I want an all girl. Give it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have different whole bags because I also feel like it has a, a lot to do with empowering a couple. Like a new mom is going to need different things in her whole bag, right? Because she wants right. to get back to feeling sexy and feeling pretty. And I just had a baby and I'm nursing. It's not the same for a woman who, you know, is 19 versus a woman who's 40. Like our sexy is just not the same thing. So um, I think it would be fun. I think every woman should actually, every couple, not just woman, but I think every couple should indulge in just kind of like spoiling each other, you know? Yeah. And so I did an episode of what's in your whole bag. And, and then I designed the whole bag and the rest is history. Oh, I yeah. And then it. now I got a sponsor. <laughs> Sweet Vibrations. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Very, very my so, you know, it, it works out really nice. And mind you, I have their products here. They're absolutely amazing. And um, so, yeah, yeah, I definitely think that people who want to do something amazing or want to do something should step out on not just amazing because you know, every day you guys are amazing, but just step out on faith and do it and see what happens, you know, and give yourself a chance. Like I held myself back for so long that I wish that I would have done this a lot sooner, but you know, everything in its time. 
Yeah, exactly. Every, and this is the perfect time. Yeah, this is this is the perfect. This is the right time. It is the right time. <laughs> so you know, and I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not really like. I'm on Instagram, but not, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, you know, I, I just want to, I'm always like, every time I get a chance to like, dig you up, I'm on, you know, I just want you yeah. to know that. I'm going to stream you. Anyway, we don't, I know. Yeah. we don't, you know, love you, Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank There's you so me. much, Dawn, Ajay, thank for coming so and kicking it with us. Dawn will be back. I'm for sure. For, Dawn, yes. you will come back, right? For I'm sure, for sure, back, for sure. And I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready, ready. We're going to take your relationship questions. We're going to get them ready. We'll have Dawn back in a few weeks so that we can do the relationship questions. Um, yeah. Yes. And if you're looking for her, you can find her on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'll make sure that I put her link up yes, on my please. Instagram so you can find her. Yes. And another episode is your, your soul coach.com will be launching in the next couple of weeks. So you'll be able to book an appointment and I'll, I'm, I'm offering free consultation so we can just see where you are. Um, I, with that, I want to focus on spirituality more like in that, you know, on, on your soul coach. But I mean, like I said, I'm down for whatever I'm, and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for you and it's going to be great. So um, definitely you guys check it out. And uh, Dawn, thank you so much for coming by. Thank I love you. you. I love you. I love you. We are. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Say It Loud. I appreciate all the love, the DMs, the messages, the text. Um, any way that you choose to engage with me, I appreciate it all. The shout outs, the repost, it means a lot. Um, especially on the days when I think nobody's listening and you guys are all listening and rooted for me. So I love you. Thank you so much. If you're looking for me, you can find me on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I am Karen L. And Say It Loud. Um, if you're looking for our website, www.sayeth, S-A-Y-I-T-H, loud, L-O-U-D, sayethloud.com for all things Karen L, all things Sayeth Loud. If you'd like to do a donation, go ahead to the website and click donation. We're definitely taking donations. I need some new equipment. Um, we're growing. Um, and if you want to join our Patreon, you can go to the website, click the Patreon link, and uh, subscribe. YouTube is coming. Yes, there will be a visual added and a couple other projects going on. So definitely look out for that. And if you'd like to book Karen L for whatever or have her come on to your show, please go to the website, reach out to me. There's a Say It To Me tab. You can go ahead, shoot me an email, and we can discuss it. I would love to come out and uh, bring the energy and bring the vibes to you. Yeah, so thank you all. I'll see you next week. <laughs>